I don't believe in no one's scenarios. Data, 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 I cannot make bricks without clay. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a special Cheeky Scientist radio show. I am Isaiah Henkel. If you want to learn more about Cheeky Scientist at any time, go to CheekyScientist.com. If you want to learn how to get hired in industry, go to PhDsGetHired.com. That's just a, a, a simple URL to say on the radio show that will redirect uh, to our Cheeky Scientist Association, the world's largest platform dedicated to helping getting, getting PhDs hired. Uh, and uh, premier job referral network, PhDs working in industry who want to help you get hired. Today is all about building rationale for transitioning into industry. Uh, why am I discussing this today? Because a lot of PhDs right now, they feel a little, I would say in general, when it comes to their job search, a little blah, right? Like, uh, I want to get an industry job, but I'm not highly motivated. You know, this has always been a problem since working with PhDs for just about 10 years now. I've seen this over and over again. I experienced it myself. We have so much else going on. We've wired our brains academically. We have this academic mindset. We want to get published. We want to think, right? Explore the theory. And, and then anything that we do practical uh, is an experiment. But in a job search, you have to go from really the, the mountain peak that you've been elevated on, that you've climbed for years uh, as a PhD, and, and it is, you know, of course, you're always surrounded by people. Uh, you can find people that are, you know, more published than you. They're, they're more successful, a PI, a tenured PI, whatever it might be. But make no mistake, you're in the top 1.6% of the population when it comes to education, if you have a PhD, or if you're about to get a PhD. What a job search in industry requires you to do is get off that mountain peak and go to the bottom of another mountain and have no idea what you're doing. You have to approach it with humility as a student. Also importantly, you have to build rationale for doing that. Why would anybody want to do that? You spent your entire life climbing this mountain peak. Unfortunately, you never get to get to the summit of this peak. There's a dead end now. The, the, the tenured professorships, they're, they're dwindling. They're almost extinct. They're not going to be there uh, in the next few years. Uh, you know The numbers, we'll talk about numbers today. Uh, a variety of factors showing that the situation in academia is the worst that it's ever been. Here's what I've noticed, though. Since the pandemic has happened, PhDs, let's say on a scale of one to 10, they weren't very fulfilled, didn't have a lot going on in their career. They were at, let's say, a three out of 10 in terms of career success, uh, achievement, uh, pay, respect, a uh, future of hope in academia. They're at a three out of 10. Pandemic hits. Things start closing down, academic jobs plummet, uh, pay in academia overall plummets, tons of uncertainty. All of a sudden, PhDs are like a 0.0001, right, in terms of uh, pay, success, certainty, career future. What's happened recently, though, is we've recovered due to a variety of factors, uh, one of them being uh, in many countries a, a big bailout from the government big in terms of, yeah, it might be billions depending on the country, but not very big in terms of it'll last for a few months. Uh, and then you're right back to where you were. So a lot of PhDs, they're back up at that three now. They're up, up at the three out of 10. They've 
they've skyrocketed back up. They've rebounded from being, you know, 0.01, however many O's I said the first time in terms of feeling a sense of fulfillment or achievement or certainty, they've gone up to a three. And because we see the world through reference points, and this uh, Nobel Prize was won for this uh, in behavioral economics by uh, Daniel Kahneman, we learn in terms of reference points. So if your reference point goes from you know nearly a zero to a three, things don't seem so bad, even though you're right where you were. And guess what? You're not even at a three anymore. You're at like a two. And it still seems really, really good right now. It seems like you have plenty of time. The problem is, is that you do not have plenty of time. You feel a certain way. You're, you're building rationale as to why things are better. You're building rationale as to why you shouldn't spend time on your job search. You're building rationale on why, you know, it doesn't even make sense. You can't find jobs with your background. Maybe you have plenty of time. I mean, I hear, I've heard all these excuses. I have plenty of time, right, to look for my job search. I can wait till I defend my thesis. Uh, my postdoc doesn't get over for another year. You know, I've, I've, I've heard PhDs tell me, I don't even know what this phrase means. I've recovered my postdoc since the pandemic. Maybe they were going to lose their postdoc and now they got it back. Maybe that's you. Uh, at the same time, I hear people say, I don't have enough time for my job search, right? With everything going on, I got a publication, kids at home. I don't have time. I hear that a lot, right? Famous last words. If you're not spending at least two hours of focused effort executing your job search every day, including weekends, not thinking about your job search, but actually executing it, typing your resume, typing LinkedIn, reaching out actively to some, somebody, executing, not skipping days, then you're definitely not taking your job search seriously. That, that's the reference point I want to start with. Sometimes we think during experiments or you know, walking to the classroom, the lab, we think about our job search. We have an intense desire. That's not actually executing in the real world. Now, again, you know, in terms of rationale, why would any PhD want to get off the, the mountain peak they've climbed in academia, all that hard work to start at the bottom of another peak, to approach it as a student, to do the hard work to climb up because it will pay off in the end? I'm going to tell you, I have a, I have a list of motivational quotes and not you know, the rah-rah motivation where you feel great, you feel pumped up emotionally for a few minutes, a few hours, then it goes away. What will sustain you in your job search is having a strong rationale on two sides of the spectrum, why it's the worst decision ever to stay in academia, why it is career failure, while it, why it will damage your career. Certainly any future career you want to have in industry is damaged by every day you stay in academia after getting your PhD. I'll talk more about this. And then on the other side, what, what are you seeking? What's the benefit, the fulfillment, the achievement? The, it's, this is this just a pain and pleasure spectrum, right? So on the other side of it is what it would feel like to get paid what you're worth for doing meaningful work that leverages your PhD to be respected, to, be, to go from being a dime a dozen in academia, because there's this pileup of academic PhDs, to being a diamond in the rough in industry because again, only 1.6% of the population has a PhD in the first place. Now you've gone into industry where most people, right, do not have a PhD to where you're going to stand out. And beyond that, it's a much smaller percentage who have a PhD who have actually done the work to transition into industry, even though industry employers are trying desperately to find you. But you're fighting obscurity and they are fighting your invisibility. So how do you solve that? Look, it's not easy to spend that kind of time, right? Two hours a day of focused effort. 
you know, reaching out to strangers to set up an informational interview, let alone to get a referral, spending four to six hours rewriting your resume, and then another one to two hours targeting it specifically and separately for every uh, individual job posting you apply to. Not easy. So what do most PhDs do? They, they go through a period of mental thrashing. They try to negotiate with themselves and others as to why things shouldn't be the way they are. They've done everything they could to get hired, right? They, they build a rationale in terms of why it doesn't, they don't need to do the work to get a job. And even if they did, it wouldn't pay off, right? So they talk themselves out of it. They build a rationale against their industry job search, against getting an industry job, against doing something now, doing the work, changing their schedule, their habits, their mindset. Of course, this rationale that they build is not based on objective fact, and it falls apart instantly when challenged, even mildly. You must build a strong rationale for transitioning into industry to fight this. You have to actively do this. Nobody's going to build this rationale for you. You're listening to this because you have a desire to build that rationale. But maybe you, you listen and you think, that makes sense. I should do this. I know I need to get into industry, but you don't actually work it out. You don't add to it. Instead, you start talking yourself out of actually doing anything after listening to this radio show or after reading one of our articles or after seeing a job that you would really like in industry. If you have a PhD, one of the best ways to fight the natural tendency to build rationale against an industry job search and really against yourself and your future is to actively create rationales to why you need to get hired into industry now, sooner rather than later. The good news is this is easy. Right? It's no secret that PhDs are paid less than they're worth in academia, and, and there's just too many of them in academia, right? Supply and demand is not working in your favor in academia. On top of this, a large-scale study I've been talking a lot about from the College and University Professional Association for Human Resources uh, found that PhD salaries in academia are down 5 to 8% from last year, thanks to the pandemic. So yeah, industry wages... International inflation have increased to levels not seen in decades, whether it's CPI or housing prices, renting, other metrics you want to look at, they have increased. A lot of liquidity right now. If you don't know what that is, in short, inflation is up, okay? Prices of everything are up except the price of an academic PhD. PhDs are paid less down to their lowest level since 2008. Are you ignoring this data? Are you telling yourself excuses, right, that are keeping you from your job search? Like, I'm too, too poor to invest in any training from my job search. Besides, I heard an industry job, right, industry jobs don't allow much freedom. My friend or my friend of a friend told me that I should leave my PhD off my resume because it makes me look overqualified. This is all a rationale against executing a job search. So the solution is to get motivated. You need to build rationale. These Quotes, motivational quotes, but PhD quotes, it's going to build a rationale for two things. Again, to let you know you cannot stay in academia. Maybe you have an industry job already, but it's not your dream industry job. You can't stay where you're at. You have to keep climbing. I'm going to help you build a, a, a rationale for this. It's not going to be pleasant to many of you, okay? If you feel, if you feel a sense of angst or fear or annoyance, Welcome to the club. Everybody that hears, you know, these types of quotes from me, uh, you know, I post them a lot on social media. I write about them a lot. I mean, this is, uh, this rationale is what Cheeky Scientist was built on. If you feel that way, if you don't like it, that's good. 
lean into that activation, use it, use it as energy to execute your job search. Look up the data behind it. Build a rationale for the fact that you don't have time to waste when it comes to creating a job search strategy. Okay, the first quote, industry PhDs are more successful than their academic counterparts because they've decided to take their careers into their own hands. Instead of passively waiting for academia to take care of them, they've decided to be creative, buck the status quo, and define what success looks like for themselves. This is the, you know, uh, it's a cliche to say out of the box, but you got to think differently. Industry PhDs have done that, those who have transitioned. Number two, how could any intelligent PhD logically choose to stay in a system that uses them as cheap labor? There are only two possibilities. Either these PhDs are actively evading reality and avoiding the data of the dire situation they're in in academia, or they are ignorant of their poor situation. Unfortunately, both are deciding, uh, decidedly unintelligent positions to take. Intelligence, right? As a PhD, this is something we value, intelligence. Evading reality is unintelligent. I mean, you're, you're a, a scientist or an engineer or, uh, you know, whatever your background is, you're using the scientific method in some way because research is impossible without using the scientific method. And getting a PhD is impossible without research. You have to be intelligent. Don't evade the evade reality. Don't build the very, very challenging and very easy to break down rationale that staying in academia makes sense for PhDs anymore. It doesn't. The median postdoc pay annually is 45,876. According to Nature, they were referencing an Emerald study that was peer-reviewed. While the median annual salary for industry PhDs is 92,272. Science, which was using some National Science Foundation data among other data, double, right? So you get paid double in industry. This is using US averages. The, the difference is much more pronounced in many other countries. On top of this, PhDs who do just one year of a postdoc continue to earn salaries that are less than PhDs who never do a postdoc for 15 years or more. Okay, this is according to a Nature Biotechnology article, lots of data that's come out since. Every day you stay in academia after getting your PhD damages your career. Employers do not like it. Choosing to do a postdoc is choosing career failure. If you're doing a postdoc, choosing every additional day to stay in it is career failure in industry. Number four, there is no nobility in working for free in academia. There is no excuse for not having an industry job lined up at the time of defending your thesis. No one respects PhDs who work for PIs and lifetime academics out of a sense of guilt and obligation. This kind of misguided behavior is often why industry employers refuse to hire PhDs who have spent too much time in academia. A lot of hard truth there. Number five, there is zero value in staying in academia after getting your PhD. Industry employers do not want you to get more academic experience after getting your PhD. Think about that. Of course they don't. No, they want you to get on-the-job training. Every company has their own standard operating procedures and proprietary methodologies. You cannot learn these in academia. Number six, if you wait to take your industry job search seriously until you defend your thesis or until your postdoc fellowship ends, you are in for a world of pain. Nothing is worse in terms of your career than realizing you are now unemployed or working for free. 
after spending decades in training and having a doctorate. Nothing is more obvious and embarrassing to industry employers than a PhD in this situation who's applied for a job. Number seven, industry employers desperately want to hire PhDs. Very true. The only problem is they struggle to find the PhDs they need to hire. If you have a PhD, you must realize that ac uh, the academic way in which you've written your resume and LinkedIn profile has likely made you invisible to industry employers. You spent a lifetime learning to speak the language of industry, uh, excuse me, you spent a lifetime learning to speak the language of academia. Now you must unlearn it. You must learn instead to speak the language of industry. If you have a PhD and are struggling to get hired, this is number eight. It's not because you are not, it's not because there are not jobs available for your PhD background. It's not because you're overqualified. It's because you are invisible to employers. Do you see a theme here? You're fighting obscurity. It's because you have no idea how an industry job search should be executed. Obscurity, ignorance of the process. You don't know what you don't know. As PhDs, and this isn't a quote, I'm going you know, away from the quotes here to explain this. I see it all the time. PhDs on uh, training webinars that I work with one-on-one -on -one in our programs. Once they learn something, they can connect the dots very easily. PhDs have incredible comprehension. But this can be a crutch because when you learn something, you learn it so quickly, it seems so obvious. You're like, oh, of course, now I know this, I'm good. But you don't know what you don't know. You can learn anything that I teach you, but you don't know what else you need to learn. How do you get around? You need constant training. There's an entire world that you need to learn, right? I use the metaphor of a mountain peak, an entire mountain you need to climb. And you're not even at the base of the mountain yet. You haven't even committed to getting off the current mountain you're on. Number nine, most available jobs are posted offline, right? They're never posted online. Most employers care less about your technical skills than your transferable skills and your ability to carry a normal conversation. Can you command a conversation? If not, it's going to be very hard to get hired in industry. If you have a PhD, you can stay unemployed and keep making excuses as to why you're unemployed, or you can humble yourself and be willing to learn how an industry job search works and what industry employers actually care about. Number 10, industry PhDs are happier and more fulfilled than academic PhDs because they are rare, valuable, and treated with very high levels of respect. Compare that to how you are treated and compensated in academia. And right now, for those of you in academia right now, the daily feelings of uncertainty you experience related to your academic work and your academic career are not normal. Do not normalize them. Do not allow others to normalize those feelings. You were not meant to live and work in anxiety, fear, and contempt. You were meant for something better, and it's waiting for you in industry. In academia, you are not valuable as a PhD, right? Just this is in terms of your career not your you know, value as a human. Just look at what you are paid. The reason you are not valuable is because of supply and demand. There is an oversupply of PhDs in academia, which means in terms of your knowledge and the work you can do, you are worth less in academia. Less than what? Less than industry. Number 12, academic PhDs are a dime a dozen. You heard me say this at the beginning. What are industry PhDs? They are a, they're diamonds in the rough. Right, Because right now you're surrounded by other PhDs. Most of those in your immediate vicinity 
have the same education level and training that you do, even if it's some, you know, some niche differences. In industry, however, you are extremely rare. This in turn makes you exceptionally valuable, supply and demand. Number 13, imagine someone with years of experience in industry asking you to join their team. In exchange for doing so, they will pay you two to three times as much as you would make in an academic postdoc. They'll provide you with three to six months of on-the-job training to ensure that you'd be successful in your new role. They'll directly contribute to your retirement. They'd be open to giving you additional benefits, a company car, company housing, relocation assistance, and they will give you a plan for getting promoted in terms of your job title and salary on a regular basis. Would you accept their offer? This is what's waiting for you in industry. Why would you not go after it? Go after it. It's there for you. You've done the hard work. You have the value. They just can't find you. Get off the mountain that you're on. Get Start on a new mountain where you can actually climb it and get to the summit. Number 14, employers desperately want to offer you a secure space to do meaningful work that leverages your PhD. And they want to compensate you generously for it. Are you confident enough in yourself to accept their offer? Are you ready to be successful? Are you ready to follow the steps you need to follow to get hired into a top industry career? Or are you afraid of success? Are you afraid to humble yourself? Are you unwilling to approach your job search as a student? You have to go back to the eager, to being the eager student, not the person who's posturing, trying to act like they know everything. One of the biggest mistakes I see PhDs make in their job search is they posture. Even when they're talking to people uh, like employees working at a company for an informational interview, they posture. They try to act like they know what they're doing. It's so much better to act like you have no idea what you're doing because you don't in industry and to ask questions and to be an eager student instead of the Oh, I'm too cool for school. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to act, try to act whatever quote unquote professional means in academia where you're, I don't know, basically uh, a little, have an air of arrogance, a little bit of uh, elitism. You know, you try to act like you already know everything. How is that going to help you? Number 15, how would it feel to come to the end of your career knowing that you could have been more and done more? What regrets would you have if you were never truly recognized or compensated for your work? What if all the things you told yourself about your work in academia, being valuable or noble, turned out to be lies? What if your entire career only served to advance the careers of your PI and other academics and never your own career? Being an author on an academic paper that few people will ever read and that will never lead to anything valuable in the real world, like a treatment, device, drug, product, or service that will tangibly help humanity is not success. The paper is valuable for the sake of knowledge. You put a lot of work into it. Great. But it is not the same kind of successful value that we're talking about in industry and that you can have in industry. True success is having a direct and positive impact on the world now in your lifetime. Don't let people oversell you on the value of a, you know, having your name on a paper. It's a great start, but now it's time to create something in the real world that helps people now.
Don't squander your chance to do this by staying in academia. Now, I have a couple of uh, job postings that you would not get anywhere else that you could only get here at Cheeky Scientist. There is a labor shortage in R&D right now and really an industry across the board. This is not something that's just affecting uh, low-wage positions. You may have been reading that, but it's also affecting a lot of uh, PhD-level positions, uh, R&D positions, data science positions, MSL positions. You are in demand more now than ever before, which is why I want to encourage you to get the training you need to get hired. So if you are interested in either of these jobs that I'm going to mention, email support at cheekyscientist.com with the subject line, either principal scientist or scientist one. And simply email that you have an interest in this role. We will send you more information on it. The first one, scientist one, uh, this is a, uh, a position that requires scientific expertise in antibody conjugation. Uh, you'll provide expertise in this area from a development perspective, manufacturing perspective, but from a, an R&D point of view. Uh, the following credentials will help you, but are not necessarily required. Uh, experience in preparing protein and small molecule conjugates, hand-on experience in handling radioactive samples, radio labeling, uh, safety protocols, conjugation processes, uh, characterization, and uh, quality control of antibody conjugates. So if you, you've worked with antibodies, you are a good candidate for this position. Email support at cheekyscientist.com with the scientist one subject line. Number two is principal scientist. Okay, if you're interested in this role, send an email with the subject line, principal scientist. This one is, is particularly fast paced. You do not need a postdoc for this experience, but you do need to have in vivo experience. Okay, it's, uh, especially if it's in vivo in, in rodents, uh, you'll be responsible for uh, aspects of uh, uh, operational aspects of, of such a facility that would uh, provide for these in vivo experiments, right? Uh, an animal facility. Uh, credentials will uh, strengthen, the following credentials will strengthen your application. Uh, again, you know, working with marine models, uh, experience with biodistribution, auto radiography, designing marine uh, toxicology studies, histiopathological assessments, uh, managing a radiation lab facility, you can do this, remember, on your resume. If you're applying for a job like this, you don't have to just say experience in, you can say ability to. Uh, do not uh, underestimate your ability to get into these jobs. Depending on where you want to work, they are on site and they are on the West Coast of the US. If you're interested in either of them, email support at cheekyscientist.com. We will put you in touch. We'd love to hear from you. You can do that anytime. If you want to learn how to get hired in industry, if you want to get access to unlimited resume reviews and edits, unlimited LinkedIn reviews and edits, if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I'll tell you how to do that in a second, but if you want to get unlimited resume reviews and edits, unlimited LinkedIn reviews and edits, access to a network of PhDs working in industry who you can set up informational interviews with, get lifetime access to training on every aspect of your job search, hear from PhDs in every industry position available to PhDs, all of the major job titles and categories are covered. Go to phdsgethired.com. Uh, this will take you to the Cheeky Scientist Association page. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, I have a 12-week live class that I teach uh, where I will work with you one-on-one -on -one to create your resume, create your LinkedIn profile, build your network, actually have you reach out and find that job that you want. 
If you want to learn more about this, I'm going to give you a phone number that I want you to, to go to. This phone number is 917-779-0077. Just put in hashtag work with Isaiah, 917-779-0077. Uh, the country code is one 917-779-0077. This is something new that I'm doing. This is a new uh, mobile text number that I have where I can receive text messages and text you back. And uh, depending on the time of the day, right? Because we are in 152 countries, it could be uh, a member of Team Cheeky as well uh, that would text you back. But if you text that number, we will give you a 100-page PhD industry career guide. If you've already received that, say, hey, I already have this, send me another bonus. But use the hashtag work with Isaiah if you're interested in getting in my class so I can directly work with you and push you across the finish line. I want as many PhDs to get into industry, especially now where there are better salaries, you're more in demand, take advantage of it. I hope this helped you get motivated. As always, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. I'm Isaiah Henkel, the founder of Cheeky Scientist and the creator of the Cheeky Scientist Association. I wanted to quickly tell you that memberships into the association are available to PhDs listening to Cheeky Scientist Radio by using the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com, P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll down to the orange membership button and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. That's CheekyRadio, C-H-E-E-K-Y-R-A-D-I-O, Remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. Are you worried about the rapidly shrinking job market? Like me, have you been seeing more and more articles on universities shutting down their research labs, furloughing employees, cutting postdocs and TAs, and even withdrawing PhD student funding? If so, it might be wise to start taking steps to protect your PhD career. You've worked very hard and very intelligently for years to establish yourself, but likely you have not reached your full career potential yet. Perhaps you're not even getting respect and you're not getting the rewards that you deserve. The good news is you can get into an industry career where you can get paid well for doing meaningful work. All you need is the right knowledge and the right network. The Cheeky Scientist Association gives you lifetime access to the world's number one PhD-only job search training platform with multiple courses and the PhD-only job referral network of over 10,000-plus industry PhDs. Now is your chance to become a lifetime member for 20% off of the association. Just use the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com. P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll to the orange membership button, 
and click on it, then enter the coupon code Cheeky Radio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. No recurring monthly fees, no recurring annual fees. Nobody else offers this. PhDsgethired.com. Use the coupon code Cheeky Radio. Remember your value as a PhD, and remember that knowledge is power and your network is your net worth. Oh, 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 oh,